This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network as part of our eight-part series on NFL divisions. We're focusing on the NFC South today. Early in the show, we heard from Carolina coach Ron Rivera, and later we're going to hear from his tight end, Greg Olson. But right now, we have Hall of Fame tackle Willie Rofe, who starred for the New Orleans Saints and Kansas City Chiefs, reaching the Pro Bowl 11 times, named All-Pro nine times, and chosen to both, both the 1990s and 2000s, all-decade teams, making him the most decorated player in New Orleans Saints history. Willie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We, we got somebody that's going to uh, push an the envelope there with uh, Drew Brees, but uh, back then <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, was, it was the NFC West back then. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, that's right. You're absolutely that's right. right. I remember because I was covering the 49ers, and I remember the games you had with them. Uh, great games as well. Um, yeah. Willie, I remember John Matsko, who was, of course, a former offensive line coach of yours, once saying, and this is a quote, there was no defender Willie couldn't handle, unquote. Is that true? No defender? Uh, you know, he, he, he was a little biased. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, you, you know, when, when, I was, uh, when I was ready to play in, 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 in shape, and uh, especially by the time I got to Kansas City and got older and uh, had my body in shape, you know, guys that were trying to outquick me, like uh, Derek Thomas or uh, Freeney, I had a good game against in the playoffs. But a guy with power sometimes would give me more problems or real long arms. You know, it was you know it wasn't always the all pro guy. You know, just you know guys in your division. Chuck Smith and I had some some historic battles with each other over the years, and uh, Mike Rucker with Carolina. But so. You know, you know, it was just guys that you played against a lot. And back then, you, you know, when I came in the league, the early '90s, practicing with Ricky Jackson and Wayne Martin and Frank Warren and all those guys, Sam Mills. You know, I, I played, I practiced against some pretty good football players. So, you know, I just wanted to make sure I was on camp in t- on time. And you know, the fact that they traded Pat Swillen and traded up and, and took me in that draft, you know, it was some pressure. So, I, you know, before I got in camp, I Bob Whitfield. Had an outstanding career, and we were good friends. You know, he played 15 years, and and my thing was, I just wanted to get in get in camp all time. So Willie, specifically, who gave you the most trouble? A guy, like I said, that could bull rush me. Some, you know, some guys you know during the course of a game that are strong. They're gonna be, you know, you can if you're mixing it up in a pass and run, it makes it it makes the game easier. But if you get in a situation where you're down by a lot of points and you gotta pass protect a lot. And they know you got to drop back and throw the ball. It makes it tough because you know those guys can just pin their ears back or run their games and and get after you. So a guy that had power, or a guy that had real real long arms, Sean Jones, Forty uh, ers Tim Harris was real shifty and to jump around, kind of like a basketball guy. Jason Taylor was another guy that uh, came, came. We we had some good battles. It it would it would be different guys, different days. That, that that might get you some, you know, get some. And when you say gave trouble, I mean, it, you know, I might you might play a good game, but you might get beat a few times, and you know, those few times could could, could be a sack or, you know. But my, my thing was when I played, I just wanted to be consistent in the run and pass, and 
most of the times when I played, uh, we ran a lot that way, and and uh, you know I didn't get a lot of help. So you know, you know, you know when when they're sliding the line to get away from you, or it's the play action pass, and and the quarterback's dropping back five six steps, you got to keep those blocks hold those. You you know what you knew I knew what plays that I had to hold the block a little longer. Some days it was it was tougher than others out there, and, and, and you know it was real competitive. And you know you know when I first when I was in New Orleans, we didn't have a lot of winning teams, but I tried to go out there and play as hard as I could, and I think guys around the league respected me, even though we didn't win as much as we would have liked to. But uh, it was real competitive, and um, and I had a lot of fun. Well, speaking of a lot of fun, there's a famous story uh, about you and uh, Hall of Fame linebacker Derek Thomas, I believe, calling you on the telephone in 1994, the night before a game, and told you that you wouldn't be making the Pro Bowl because of what was going to happen the next day. And what happened the next day was he wouldn't have made the Pro Bowl after that game. He got nothing, as I recall. Can you kind of recall for us that story, which which I desperately hope is true because it's a great story? I was friends with Neil, Neil Smith. Neil's mama lived around the corner from me in Kenner, Louisiana. And that's how I got to know Derek some. And, um, you know, Neil, Derek would come down to New Orleans and hang out with Neil. And, and I would be out some places and would see those guys. And, uh, you know, Derek just got Neil to call me and said he wouldn't make the Pro Bowl off of him. And, uh you know, I went out there and I had a good game against Derek in, in that game, and uh, Neil ended up having a good game against Richard Cooper and had a couple sacks and struck fumble, and uh, they ended up beating us. I played good. And, uh, <laughs> I got a little. Uh, I learned a lesson the next week. Uh, I played against the Redskins, and there was a player by the name of Ken Harvey, and Ken mm-hmm. Harvey was the um, NFL version of uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know, he didn't say a word, and he just kept coming all week. And, and you know, he wasn't a guy – that I, I knew that much about. I didn't know how good he was. He got after me the next week, and and I remember because my school, you know, it was a valuable lesson that I learned that you know after that game is that you got to get ready to play. You got to be ready to play every week because uh, everybody's got somebody that's, that's good, and and they're gonna come after you. So uh, I did have an outstanding game against uh, Derek that week, and, uh, and and I remember in training camp I got after him in '97. He kept changing his shoes and one on one. Because we used to practice up by Kansas City, but uh, yeah, he did call me, and um, like I said, I, I did play a good game against Derek, and I got the big head a little bit. And uh, Ken Harvey came to uh, came to New Orleans and got after me for the Redskins, and uh, I think he made uh, All Pro that year. Ken Harvey was an excellent football player. We're speaking with Hall of Fame tackle Willie Rofe on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at Talk of Fame Net and Willie. Speaking to the Chiefs, I, I know you said you believe you cemented your Hall of Fame career by going to Kansas City after you suffered that season-ending knee injury in 2001. Can you explain that, first of all, and, and, and how close did you actually come to retiring after 2001? You know, when I was younger, um, 94, I was got off to a good start. In 93, I was alternate to the Pro Bowl. I didn't miss it down my first three years. And in 96, I got hurt. Well, in the nineties, we were doing, we were losing some, and uh, you know, Dicker came in '97, and I got a little, I got big, and, and Chuck Smith got after me, you know, and, I, and and after that, I went to the farm and and Duke and and, and got in real good shape, but uh, I tore I tore my um, ACL meniscus, and I was in and out the lineup a little bit. I didn't know my knee, how bad it was, and I finally went to see Dr. Andrews who had knee surgery. Yeah, you know, I was going through it a little bit in my personal life. Uh, you know, I have uh, four children, and I was growing up trying to trying to become a man. And you know, some of the things you know I wasn't probably doing doing the best I could have been doing at that time. And 
you know, I really needed that. I needed to go through something, and I needed to mature some. And uh, like I said, I didn't want to play in New Orleans anymore because of, uh, you know, my personal life kind of got dragged into the situation in New Orleans outside of me being hurt. So I, I needed a change, and, uh, you know, Kansas City was, was kind of like when I was coming from Pine Bluff going to Louisiana Tech, you, you know, in football, the Bulldogs and then Arkansas State were the only schools that recruited me. So I had a daughter in Denver who was uh, getting married this summer. I had talked about going to play for the Broncos. And um, Kansas City came, and I went and met with Coach Shanahan, and, you know, they basically put me on an all-incentive deal, and I had to play 14 games, I think, for the final bonus and to get it in in, uh, in, uh, in um, Denver. But Kansas City said, you know, if you play every game you play, you'll get a piece of your bonus, and you can make this much money in incentives. And I didn't realize at the time that I was going to Kansas City and uh, maybe the best line one of them to ever suit up in Kansas City because John Tate was struggling some at left tackle and we moved John to right and Brian Waters was just starting to become himself. He had played, moved around and he moved to left guard. Casey was in center and you have Will Shields who, who I was running up to the Alden Trophy for him in, in college who was at right guard who's a Hall of Famer as well and uh, man, we had a real good line and I got to Kansas City and got to get on that grass and saved my body some and, and put together some real good years. So it was, um, I would say I, I wasn't going to retire because I wanted to come back and prove myself. But if you look at my numbers then, as far as Hall of Fame, Richard, Rich, Richmond Webb, who was an outstanding football player, had has been the seven Pro Bowls and made an all-decade team and uh, blocked for Dan Marino all those years. And he hadn't even made a final list yet. Uh, you know, I, I I think he I think he should be uh, coming up for the Hall of Fame, but I don't know if I would still be waiting. I don't know if I would be in the Hall of Fame today if I didn't go to Kansas City and finish off my career there. Hey Willie, we're out of time, but thanks so much for joining us. It's always always good to catch up with you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Willie. That was Hall of Fame tackle Willie Rofe. Coming up next, we break down the division we're talking about. And that would be the NFC South. This is the Talk of Fame Network. 